This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 975, 10 Things You Should Know About Being in a Relationship with an HSP, part 2, by Lisa Petsinis of HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. Hello, everybody. I am Greg Audino, your host and narrator. So happy to have you today, and thank you for joining me for part two of the post we started yesterday. We'll be finishing up Lisa Petsinis' piece about what to expect in a relationship with an HSP. There was a lot of ground covered yesterday, so do check out episode 974 if you haven't done so already. But if you are caught up, so are we. Before I begin here, though, we will be featuring another Vibly answer at the end of the reading. So do stick around for that if you want to learn more about Vibly or hear an update on one of your fellow listeners' values to live by and how they feel they could be doing a better job of it. But let's jump into part two right now and continue optimizing your life. 10 Things You Should Know About Being in a Relationship with an HSP, part two, by Lisa Petsinis of HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. Number five. HSPs are sensitive to, and responsive to, touch. Clothing tags and itchy fabrics may drive them mad. For Valentine's Day, think suede and silk. HSPs want nothing but soft fabrics, and you next to their skin. Their beds can't be too hard or too soft. Just like the princess and the pea, they want what they want, and they know when it's right. After all, they picked you, didn't they? What's critical for HSPs is to find the optimal level of stimulation and responsiveness. My best advice? Slow things down and savor every moment of physical connection. Number 6. HSPs experience physical pain intensely. In the same way that highly sensitive people feel touch, they feel pain. It's magnified. If your partner is in pain, please understand that they're not faking it or trying to get your attention. So the next time they bang their head or gash themselves by accident, remember that to them, it feels like that time you broke your arm. Darn, that hurt. So show your highly sensitive person some mercy and compassion rather than scorn and dismissiveness in times of need. Number seven, HSPs notice the subtleties others miss. Call them picky, but HSPs may even see more than most people. Whether it's a typo in your resume, a missing button, or spinach in your teeth, they're going to notice, just like they pay attention to the way you bite your lip when you're nervous or smile a certain way when you're amused. And by being aware of these subtleties, they will help you to bring your best self to the world. Highly sensitive people are constantly processing thoughts and information and integrating them into their consciousness. It's that depth of processing and innate curiosity that can help them solve complex problems including relationship ones, in an incredibly creative way. Besides the precise vision and intricate organization of stimuli, they pick up on vibrations in their environments, just like an antenna. This is why you felt your highly sensitive partner understood you from the moment you two first met. They pay attention to the little things about you and love those quirks too. Number 8. HSPs get easily overwhelmed. Their senses are working furiously, and it's normal to need a break from all that stimulation. A day of work in an open office, fighting traffic, and all the sights and sounds can take their toll on HSPs. That's why they practically need to be religious about self-care. If they don't take care of themselves, they can easily crash and burn out. Mindfulness is particularly useful for highly sensitive people, so that they can connect with their bodies in a calm, accepting way, 
which leads to connecting with you with ease and joy as well. So, if you want your HSP to be at his or her best, encourage them to take time and space to decompress, especially if they're introverted too, because they need longer periods of being with their thoughts than others might require. Number 9. HSPs get their feelings hurt easily. Their depth of processing is not limited to the physical senses. Highly sensitive people have grown up hearing comments like, don't be so sensitive, don't take things so personally, and toughen up. When they hear these things as adults, especially from their partners, it's likely to send them into a tailspin. They start to worry that you'll think they're too much, or worse, that you'll move on from them. You can help counteract this by building their self-confidence. Acknowledge their reality and emotions without judgment. Start to become more aware of how you communicate with them and of the possible impact this communication has. Doing so can save you both from some seriously unnecessary grief and drama. Number 10. Lastly, HSPs love passionately. They care intensely about the people they love. They crave trust, depth, meaning, and authenticity in those relationships. Highly sensitive people know that their emotions can overwhelm you at times. That said, they absorb your energy. So ground your HSP partner by making them laugh or by taking a gentle walk together in nature. Finally, know that they don't take anything lightly, including commitment. So when they found their true love, they are not likely to stray. And since you're for keeps, you must know that you can't really change your highly sensitive lover. Quite simply, his or her brain is wired differently. However, as HSPs become more aware of their sensitivities, they can learn to adapt and grow with you. So if you recognize yourself in this description, give yourself some compassion. The heightened beauty you see, hear, touch, sense, and feel brings a richness to your relationships. Even more than this, your unparalleled ability to notice, solve problems, and heal pain makes this world a much better place. If you're lucky enough to love an HSP, embrace them and their needs fully, and reap the benefits too. Love your partner right and help them to optimize their gift of sensitivity, and you can expect a lifetime of loyalty, connection, passion, wonder, and joy. You just listened to part two of the post titled, 10 Things You Should Know About Being in a Relationship with an HSP, by Lisa Petsinis of HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. And this was a great follow-up to yesterday's episode. Thanks a lot to Lisa for this great post and for informing all of us on what to expect should we be in a relationship with an HSP. What I love that Lisa did in this post, though, was in addition to educating us, she offered pointers as to how we could really be involved in the lives of our HSP partners and how we could work with these tendencies to bring out the best in them. The note about self-care uh, was really important. Look between the cracks and guide your HSP partner. If they aren't taking care of themselves or making time to be alone, you have to aid them in that. Hold them accountable. This would not just remind them of the value of self-care, but you'd be doing it with them. Engage in self-care routines with them. When they get their feelings hurt, share something that hurts your feelings after having listened to them. Find these types of ways to relate and really bind your journey together. This is the kind of attentiveness that everyone, not just HSPs, would want in a partner. So. Now, guys, time for a little Vibly action, shall we? For those who have not yet heard about it, Vibly is our online group, 
and it provides listeners like yourself a chance to optimize the lives of others, as we like to say, by sharing pieces of your own advice and personal experiences in response to prompts that we provide on the platform. Now, I highly recommend you join in the link via this episode's description if you haven't already, because it really is such a great place to get to know one another as well as how to get to know us hosts. And for those of you who like group chats with your friends, like I do, we even have group chats in there about self-development and health, finance, and a miscellaneous one too for whatever you'd like to talk about. I was just in there the other day talking about golf. Um, <laughs> but for today's feature, we will be looking at one of our most recent prompts, and that prompt asks you guys to check in on your values based on what they are and what they mean to you. Is there anything that you're slipping on? That was the focal point really putting you all under the microscope with this one. And today, I'll be sharing a response from listener Martha Bodwell. Martha says, quote, I'm a procrastinator, and I'm in the process of evolving and continuing to make changes in my life and just get it done. I have anticipation anxiety of the unknown, so I overthink things. I know deep down what is best for me and my well-being, and this is the push to my final decision. End quote. Greg here again, right there with you, Martha. Procrastination shows up in many forms, whether it be small tasks or, if you're like me sometimes, big life decisions. A nice reminder for all of us that there is, there's only so much we can plan, yet there's only so much time to plan it before indecision and inaction is the choice itself. And on that note, everyone, it is time to wrap up for the day and end this episode. I appreciate you sticking around for both parts of this article. And I hope you'll be back with me tomorrow here on ORD as we continue our journey to better relationships in every sense of the word. That's where your optimal life awaits.